Hi, hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Bella's Bookish Banter Podcast, the podcast for anything and everything bookish. I'm your host, Bella. I'm a teenage girl who loves to read and talk about books. And if you like those things too, then this may be the podcast for you. So please stick around and enjoy. I'm so happy to have you here. On today's podcast episode, I'm going to be talking about my top nine books of 2022. Ranking these books is was so hard. Obviously, I love them all so much. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on this list. It was so hard to rank them. So don't take the rankings too seriously because obviously they're all amazing books and I love them so much. Also, this is just a list of so far because technically we have three weeks left of 2022 and who knows, maybe maybe I'll find a new favorite book within that time. But for the time being, this is just my list for now. If you read any of these books in 2022 and liked them and would like to talk about them, then please feel free to DM me on Instagram or Pinterest at Bella's Bookish Banter underscore pod. I would love to hear from you. But before I get into my favorite books of 2022, first I want to give you all a little reading update. So currently I just finished reading Dash and Lily's Book of Dares by David Levithon. I don't remember. Okay. I might have forgotten the author's name, but I'm pretty sure it's David Levithon and Rachel Cohn. I could be really wrong about this, but I hope not. So I was so excited to read this book because I loved the show on Netflix and I rewatch it every year. And when I found the book at the thrift store, I was so excited to get to read it. I gave it a four stars, but really because it's just, it has such a special place in my heart. Um, I love the characters. I love the holiday vibes. So yeah, it was it was a really good book and overall I really enjoyed it. Currently, I'm reading Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte. Classics like these usually take me a bit longer to get through because obviously the English and the writing is different because it was from a while ago. I'm not too far into the book. However, I am enjoying it and I'm excited to get more into it. I'm also reading A Man Called Ove by Frederick Backman. I just, <laughs> I literally just started this book today. I'm on page 11, I think. So I'm not far into it, but I'm so excited to read it because it's really hyped up and people say it's really good. So I can't wait to get more into it. And yeah, that's what I'm reading right now. All right, time to get into my top nine. I think it's nine. My top nine books of 2022. To start my list at number nine is She Gets the Girl by Allison Derrick and Rachel Lippincott. So basically this book follows two girls, Alex and Molly, as they both enter college and they are complete opposites. So they start off on a bit of a bad foot when they meet at the start of college. But one day they come to the conclusion that maybe they can put their differences aside and help each other get with the other's dream girl. But as they embark on this plan, the plan sort of falls apart and instead they start to fall for each other. So this is a slow burn enemies to lovers romance. I love this book. It was such a fun, lighthearted romance that I read. I read it in the summer, which I thought was very fitting. The cover is just gorgeous. Um, It's a dual POV book and I really enjoyed reading from both perspectives. Again, just such a cute, well-written romance. I made my sister read it after I finished and she also loved it. It wasn't anything too, too special, which was why it's at the bottom of the list. However, it's still so good and so amazing and I loved it so much. Number eight, we have A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson. This book is already pretty popular, so you might already know what it's about. But just in case you don't, this book is about Pip, who for a school project decides to look into a really old case that occurred in the town of hers. 
And as she researches and dives deeper into the case, she realizes things may not have been as they were said they were. I rated this book 4.5 stars. It was so good. It was such a well thought out, well written mystery. I predicted the first plot twist, but definitely not the second. The second one came in and I was so surprised. It was so good. I think for me, it was like really hyped up. And so I was slightly let down by it because it just wasn't anything like, again, like it wasn't anything too special, but still it's so incredibly worth all the hype. Like it's so good. You should definitely go read it. Also, Pip and Ravi and their romance is so cute. I love them so much. They're so cute. And it was, it was such a good subplot for the book. It was so well written and so perfectly intertwined and that carries on in the second book but i have yet to read the third i definitely recommend you this book and that was number eight all right number seven i'm so excited for this one number seven is spell hacker by mk england this is a book i rated 4.5 stars this book is so underrated um i hadn't heard a lot about this book i found it on book outlet for really cheap and i needed another book to complete to get free shipping. I was not expecting anything from this book, but I loved it so much. So before I start talking about it, basically what it's about is the main character and her group of friends live in a world where magic is like a natural resource called Maz, and it's supposed to be free to everyone. However, big corporations have started to take over and regulate who can have Maz and who can't. And so her and her group of friends decide to steal Maz and kind of deal it out illegally. They uncover that something way bigger is happening and they have to stop it. The second I picked it up, I loved it so much. If you've come from Pinterest, you'd know how much I love this book because I talk about it a lot on there. It has the found family trope. Found family trope is one of my all-time favorite tropes. Um, and it's done so well in this book. You really understand the characters and where they're coming from and how they feel about each other and why they love each other so much and all that they've been through together. This book had me laughing and crying at all times because the characters felt so real and I cared about them so much and I just loved them so much. The action scenes, I could not get enough of the action scenes in this book. So well written because I could imagine everything so clearly. Like action sometimes can be hard to write and it's hard to read sometimes in books but these were so well written and they were like so intense they played out so well and i imagined it so clearly and then the characters had banter throughout the action scenes it was like realistic and not cringy and it was so it was just so epic and so satisfying i loved it so much there's a lot of queer characters in this book which i really appreciated it felt very authentic and not like something that was there just for the diversity points. So the only reason this book was a 4.5 and not a 5 stars, because I felt that the ending was slightly rushed. But nonetheless, I love this book so much. I wish there was more because it was so good. And I definitely recommend that Spell Hacker by MK England. Please go read it. Number six is Paper Towns by John Green. I have an interesting relationship with John Green's books, I think. I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts on John Green, but I think I'm going to save that for a different episode. Um, but I love this book so much. I gave this book a 4.5 stars. I read this book in a day and I did not even realize it felt it felt like an adventure. Like it felt so much longer. The message that came with it was definitely something that I needed to hear at the time. And it was something that I really loved because I think it's something I could relate to um and it talks about how dangerous it can be to create an idea of a person in your head and how when you can start to believe that idea 
<laughs> it can lead to consequences. So it definitely changed my perspective on a lot of things. I had a lot of fun reading it. And overall, it was a great book. I really liked it. We're into the top five now. So number five is The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. I don't know how to pronounce the name exactly. So this is more of a modern classic. So I didn't give this book a rating. It was my first like serious classic. And I think that's part of the reason I really enjoyed it so much. I found the main character was really funny like i enjoyed his company i loved his sarcasm interactions with other characters i love that this book was a character it was it's more character driven than like plot and i have found that i tend to like those books more most of the time i don't know it's if a book has a good character a well-written character a well-thought-out character then i can definitely like, I can definitely enjoy that book and enjoy the company of the character. And so I really love that about the book. In my opinion, it was a great depiction of grief and the different forms of dealing with grief and the different forms that our main character dealt with grief. The way he would try to stay on the move so that he wouldn't, you know, think about it and his mood swings and lashing out at people and drinking and just so that he wouldn't have to think about these things that were depressing him. And another thing I liked about the book was that it never outright said... Like, it gave subtle hints about it, um, which is something I really enjoy when it comes to books because, I don't know, I really like books that make me think. So the fact that, like, the book didn't have to outright say it. To be honest, though, it, it took me a little while to figure it out. Um, like, I think I was, like, 80 pages through the book and I did not know what I was reading. Like, I was having fun with it, but I wasn't quite sure yet what was happening. And then eventually... When I did figure it out, it made a lot more sense to me. And yeah, I really liked it. That was number five. So number four is a series technically, but we're going to count it as one book because I love all the books of this series equally. And that is The Summer I Turned Pretty by Jenny Han. I love Jenny Han so much. I don't know, something about her characters and the story she writes. I love it. I love her characters. I think I might actually make an episode on Jenny Han too because I just, I love, I love her book. She's definitely one of my favorite authors. Anyone who knows me knows how much I love this series too. It was so good. I, oh, I think I related a lot to her writing and the main character in the book, Belly, having like a bunch of older brothers. I think I've related to that and like in a lot of the ways that she felt throughout the book growing up and having all these new experiences. I think because I related to it was one of the reasons why I was able to enjoy it so much. The romance is so good. I love the romance. Anyone who knows, I'm very strongly team Conrad and very lightly anti-Jeremiah. I just, I love him so much and I love him and Belly growing up with the characters and getting to see them realize their feelings about each other it just made me feel so many emotions and I loved it so much. The main point of the book is a romance, but outside of the romance, there's also more going on and more to the characters' development, the other characters that are not the main characters and their growth. It's all so good and it, it fits together so perfectly. Okay, we're in the top three now. So coming in at number three, we have The Book Thief by Marcus Zusak. This was a five-star read for me. Everything from now is a five-star read. Um, I love his book. So this book actually, there's kind of, I have a bit of a history with this book. My teacher recommended to me, like, you know, she recommended it to me a few years ago, and I kind of forgot about it a little bit. Then, a few months ago, I found it at a thrift store, 
and I remember that my teacher had recommended it, and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'll check it out, and even after I got it, I procrastinated reading it for a long time, because I saw how thick it was, but once I read it, I wished I'd read it sooner, it was so good, I loved it so much, the writing, so beautifully written, the characters, so beautifully written, so yeah, one of my first historical fictions, which I think definitely had something to do with it, because now I have such a love for historical fiction books. The characters I loved so much, the mother and the father. I love how it showed how much she loves both her parents, both her mother and her father equally, and they love her so much, but it showed in such different ways. Like, her and her mother have more of a complicated relationship because there's like... There's a lot happening there, but you can still tell how much they love each other. This book had me crying my eyes out. I loved it so much. Definitely a five-star read for me. So anyone who's come from my content before this podcast, you know how much I love this book so much. And this is my second favorite book of 2022 is Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. This is a five-star read for me. I love this book with my entire heart. I just love it so much. The story in it is so, it's like such a cute romance. But at the same time, the entire story is like gut-wrenching. It's so, like, it's so well-written. It's it's such an interesting concept. I think it says a lot about our society and the world we live in. You know that these two people who love each other so very much, but they can't love each other because of both the positions that they hold and what it would mean for the rest of the world. So it's so good, it's, it's just, it's so good. I love Alex and Henry, one of my all-time favorite book couples. Also, one of my favorite things about this book is the talk about history and the significance of history. And you know, the infamous quote, you, you know, if you know, if you know, you know, you know the quote. Um, but I love how it talks about history, the significance of them. And then it like it all ties into them also making history. Um, and it just it fits together so beautifully like a puzzle. I love this book so much. Love the romance. The banter was so funny. I think there's a lot more to say. But I'm gonna leave it at that for now. And yeah, that's number two, Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. Alright, we're finally at number one. So my number one book of 2022 is The Nowhere Girls by Amy Reed. I love this book so much it was oh it was just it was so good this was the easiest five stars i've ever given a book i loved it so much it's a 400 page book and i managed to read it in one day again without even realizing because it was just so good so this is a book that talks a lot about feminism and something i so much appreciated from this book was the intersectionality of this book it's it's so like it's so I've said this so many times throughout the episode, but it's just so well-written. So it follows, of course, the main, the three main characters. We get their perspectives. So you have Aaron. We also have Rosina. And then we have Grace. Yeah, so they all have their own things going on. But then it also has this chapter called Us, where it gives the perspectives of all the different girls in their high schools. And it really showcases the complexity of feminism because it talks about what it means to be people who all had different upbringings and who were all told different things and taught different things um, as they grow up and like why some girls chose to choose to identify as feminists, why some girls like they just can't and why they feel they can't and you know being a person of color, being a closeted trans girl, being queer, being disabled, growing up with conservative parents, all these different experiences, all of them are shown and and it's it's just it, it really dives deep into what it means to be a feminist in all these ways. And 
I think it's just, it's sh it's showcased, it's portrayed so well. The characters are so well written. Their dynamic was so fun, it was so cute. Um, and each character had their own world and their own thoughts and their own perspectives on things. And so it's written in a way that like every character had their own voice and it didn't feel like it was all coming from a single author. Yeah, so I really, I really enjoyed that. If you read Moxie, it's definitely similar to that book. However, my bone to pick with Moxie is that it's very much, it's very much white feminism. And it doesn't, I think it tried to give the perspective of intersectionality, but it did not do it well. <laughs> Whereas Nowhere Girls gives so many different opinions and it has so much diversity and like so many different experiences. And like, it's not even all of it because that's what intersectionality is. It's all these different experiences that you have to take into consideration. And Nowhere Girls does that so well. And I loved it so much. Nothing compared to Moxie. Moxie walked so Nowhere Girls could run. It's, it's so good. I recommend this book to everybody. It was five stars. It was so good. I really recommend it. However, you should definitely look at the trigger warnings for this book because there are definitely a lot. So please look them up before you read this book. But like I said, easy five stars. And this is The Nowhere Girls by Amy Reed. I am struggling with filming this outro, but those are my top books of 2022. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did filming it. This was my very first episode of the podcast. And if you liked what you heard, then please, if you're on Spotify, follow, leave a rating. If you're on Apple Podcasts, maybe leave a review. And also, if you want to, give me a follow on Instagram or Pinterest at Bella's Bookish Banter underscore pod. I'd love to hear from you there if you want to recommend me any books or talk about any of the books that were on this list. I'd love to hear from you. And that's all. That's the end of my very first episode. I wish you all a very happy day. Bye!